Blog Talk Radio. Let's begin now. You know, today, I just woke up, and I like said, this. no, instead of waiting on a good day, waiting around, two up and down, waiting on something to happen, I just said, from Jacksonville. It's uh, Joel Schaefer. Uh, podcast is Joel Schaefer's Sports and Life Thoughts. Um, and you can follow along on my Twitter at Joel, at Joel Schaefer2 uh, to continue to listen to any of these podcasts I put out. Uh, today, uh, this morning, I wanted to go over uh, the Louisville-Houston game. That's tonight. You know, today's game day for, for Card Nation. Um, so I just kind of wanted to go over that game uh, that we have tonight at 8 o'clock on ESPN. Uh, huge game. Uh, obviously, we know after Tuesday night, Louisville still sitting on the outside looking in at number five. Still can't believe, um, you know, Michigan is number three after losing a game to an unranked Iowa team on the road didn't fall one spot. But however that that is where we are at at this point, Louisville sitting at number five. Um to me tonight's game obviously is huge. Um it's on the road. Uh it'll be a hostile environment even though Houston's lost a few games this year. Um I think their record right now is eight and two, lost to to Navy and SMU. Um, I know they have a, a banged-up quarterback in Greg Ward currently, and their backup last week I know is out for the for the year. So if Greg Ward isn't able to go or gets hurt, I don't know where they they go after that. Um, but either way, I, I'd rather play Houston with with the Greg Ward. That way, nobody makes an excuse, which it seems like every time. Louisville might have a win or a close win or whatever the case is. The national pundits seem to down it. You know, I mean, it's just like like I said. I mean, um, we hear all the close wins that Louisville has, but you never hear anything about you know the the record of teams that Michigan's beat in the last four or five games, um, and the fact that you know Ohio State was close to Northwestern. Um, Ohio State was close with Michigan State, two teams that aren't that great this year. Um, but we don't hear much about that. We just hear about how Louisville's had some close games, which makes no sense to me. But anyways, tonight, you know, I think it's huge because um, the bottom line is it's a primetime Thursday night game. This isn't a noon game on, you know, ESPN2 where, you know, people were – kind of randomly tuning in. This is a primetime Thursday night game, and they moved it to 8 o'clock at night as well. Um, so all eyes are going to be on Louisville. I mean, I, I think the whole, at least college football fans and the and national college football media are going to be watching this game because um, they want to actually see, you know, okay, well, you know, what does Louisville have? I mean, who is this team at number five? Are they one of the top four teams? Uh, and and on top of that, it's another platform for Jackson to just solidify his Heisman campaign even more. So, you know, there's a lot of stake on the line, of course. But to me, 
you know, this is the, this is the game, and we have talked about it for a few weeks, in which Louisville absolutely has to take care of business and business in the big time. I mean, I've said that the past few weeks, you know, after the Duke close win, after Virginia, um, in which they did do that. But now is, is absolutely the time because, like I said, it being a prime time game, um, people can try to down if, if Louisville does win at Houston and wins pretty convincingly. They can try to down it. But overall, you know, the bottom line is most people know Houston is a decent team, and they did beat Oklahoma this year. They had a great year last year, you know, beating Florida State in the bowl. So I think Louisville could absolutely make a statement tonight, regardless if people think Houston is down. Because I think if Louisville goes tonight and wins pretty convincingly, um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to leave an impression, I think, on people's minds. Um, so it has to happen. I mean, you know, how's that happen? Of course, um, you know, you look at last week's game against Wake. I mean, we started off very slow. And to me, always a key in these Louisville games, uh, considering are they going to come out and win pretty big or is it going to be a close game? It generally is determined on that first drive, I'm telling you, because I think about that Virginia game and I think about the Wake Forest game. Um, just off the top of my head, because in that Virginia game, you know, those first couple drives, it might have been the first drive, but uh, where Jackson threw that bomb to James Quick, and uh, if he catches it, it's it's seven points right off the bat. Instead, he dropped it, and then it just discon- continued to kind of snowball, uh, you know, in that game as far as drop passes, so on and so forth. And then, you know, I look at the past weekend's game against Wake Forest, kind of the same thing. You know, we throw a pass or complete a pass. Then Jalen Smith fumbles it. And then even after that, we Jackson throws a pass to Jamari Staples um, right in his hands, and he drops it. Whereas if he catches that, you know, um, that's automatic seven points as well. And those momentum of those games and those catches – if they are caught, I think this turned the tide of, of both those games earlier. Obviously, Wake, we came on later in the game, obviously fourth quarter. But if, if Staples catches that that long pass last weekend off off the bat, I don't think we end up waiting until the fourth quarter and end up pulling away. And same with Virginia. I think if Quick catches that long pass in the beginning of the game, scores that touchdown, I think that game ends up turning around where it's not close at all. So going back to tonight, I think that's absolutely what has to happen. So if we come out and we start quick, I, I love Louisville's chances of actually winning and winning uh, by a pretty decent amount because once they get that momentum rolling, it just seems that this team it just starts to snowball from there. And it's it's the vice versa effect as well. If they start – Slow, you know, drop passes, turnovers, whatever the case is, it ends up being a close game. So hopefully that's one of the keys. You know, they got to start fast. You know, Houston's got a good offense. You know, like I said, I don't know how banged up Greg Ward is going to be, but it's almost one of those things where they want to kind of act like he's super banged up, but I don't expect him um, to come out and play play bad at all. I think he'll come out and play really well. I just – just expect that to happen. So we'll see see how that goes. I mean, Houston, like we've seen 
And the biggest thing about them is they're absolutely capable. I mean, like I said, last year they beat us. Um, and not only that, but then they beat Florida State. And then to open up this year, they beat Oklahoma. So they have great athletes on that team, and they have the capability of absolutely winning. And, like, you know, one of their Houston wide receivers was interviewed earlier this week and called this game their Super Bowl, which I think that's the case because – after Houston um, lost that game at Navy earlier in the year, I think that this kind of deflated them because they knew kind of the goals that they had set, which was, you know, trying to make that playoff spot. It was kind of out the window after one loss. So I just think uh, I expect fully the, the best effort from a Houston team that's absolutely capable tonight. And I think, all Louisville fans would agree with that. I mean, they're going to come out and, and give us their best effort. So that team that lost to uh, SMU or Navy, uh, I don't think we'll see that team. And on top of that, of course, their fans, I mean, the stadium is going to be rocking there tonight. I mean, I don't think that's going to affect uh, the, Louis the Louisville football team that much just because, I mean, I went to the game uh, that Louisville played at Clemson. And a night game in that environment, this team's not going to face any environment like they faced in Death Valley that night. I mean, as far as electricity and as loud as it was in there, I don't care wherever they play from here on out. They're not going to face a team or an environment that's as electric and loud as that. So Houston, you know, it'll be loud and all that, but it's nothing that um, this football team – can't get past. Um, but overall, you know, I, I would think um, Houston, they're going to score some points. You know, our defense has to be on point, make tackles, uh, wrap up fundamentals, and just like any road game, offensively, like I said, got to start fast, can't turn the ball over. You know, I mean, against Wake Forest, uh, we had those three turnovers, and our defense stepped up, kept them – only scoring uh, nine or 12 points, which was huge by the defensive effort that they gave to keep them out of the end zone. But Houston is the type of team where you turn the ball over there, and it's just like the, the key is on any road game. You turn the ball over there, they have the offense. They're not going to kick field goals. They're going to score touchdowns. Um, so can't turn the ball over. Got to protect the ball. And just uh, take the crowd out of it early, you know, and that's by starting fast. And like I said, I don't think this is a game, you know, I'm never going to be a Louisville-type fan that is just like saying to myself, oh, we won, but it wasn't by enough. I'll always take a win. I don't care if it's by one point or, or what the case is. But if there's any game where Louisville absolutely needs to make a statement to make everybody in college football land take a look and say, wow, they beat that Houston team that everybody gives props, not props necessarily, but, you know, everybody says, oh, Oklahoma, they lost to Houston, but that was uh, that was a good loss. But on the flip side, they speak out of the other side of their mouth and say, well, Houston's down and blah, blah, blah. If Louisville beats them, they're down. So it makes no sense. I mean, like I said, going after Tuesday night, I mean, the bottom line is this committee, pundits around, a lot of them, it doesn't seem like they want Louisville to get in there. All they talk about is, 
Lova doesn't have the resume. Lova doesn't have the resume. But my thing is where I'm confused, and I think a lot of people do get confused about, is that I have no idea how we've reached a point in college football where, um, you know, previous before this playoff, before these playoffs started a few years ago, you know, every game mattered, you know. So, but now there's no way college football can come out with that slogan or statement anymore because every game doesn't matter. You know, I mean, that, that's, that is absolutely evident after last week. I mean, Michigan loses to an unranked five and four uh, Iowa team and doesn't drop one spot. And my thing is, it's to me, it's like the committee and these pundits, it's all about the brand. You know, it's not an even playing field, you know, because if you gave Michigan, if Louisville played Michigan's exact schedule, exact schedule, and then they lost on the road at Iowa, they would have dropped from three. They would have been like 15, 16, 17 this week. But Michigan loses to an unranked team and doesn't drop one spot. I mean, that makes absolutely no sense to me whatsoever. Um, and on top of that, I mean, I'm not, you know, huge into Clemson, but Clemson should have been three if you're going to drop anybody because I think Clemson's resume is better than Michigan. So it makes no sense. I mean, just like Kentucky, Tennessee beats Kentucky, they weren't even in the playoff poll last week, and then all of a sudden they jump up seven spots for beating Kentucky, you know. And then obviously we know about that whole cut interview where, you know, Oklahoma hasn't beaten a top 25 team yet and they're in the top 10 or 12 and then West Virginia's got one loss and they're behind a three loss team so I mean these guys I don't know what they're doing in that committee room but I can tell you what I think and I think they look at the brands they want um, obviously Ohio State Michigan in there Bama and they want um, it looks like to try to get a bit another Big Ten team in there you know everybody talks about oh well you know, Michigan beat a, a Penn State, Michigan beat Colorado, Michigan beat Wisconsin. Okay, well, out of those three wins, the the one win that to me is respectable is Wisconsin. Okay, I mean, Ohio, Penn State wasn't even ranked when Ohio State got beat by them. And then all of a sudden it seems like they want to try to make sure that loss by Ohio State looks good. So Penn State's all of a sudden a top seven, eight team. Makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. You know, same with Colorado. Who is Colorado beat? And my thing is, if you want to talk about the four best teams, let's put them on who do you think would win the games? I mean, if Louisville played Colorado, I think they'd win that game. If Louisville played Penn State, I think they'd win that game. So they talk about resumes, but the thing is, the resumes are catered towards the teams they want in. You know, if if Houston – you know, if, if a Big Ten team, if let's say Penn State or Wisconsin or Michigan, uh, Ohio State, anybody else was playing Houston tonight, Houston would have been in the top 25 this week. Instead, they put them at 26. Which just it just it keeps reiterating the fact that there's there's no way you can't look at these rankings and think there's some kind of agenda. I mean, I know I hear Barry Alvarez is a big uh, you know cog in this committee. And you can tell because, I mean, the Big Ten is getting props and credit like the SEC usually gets. I mean, all of a sudden they got all the street cred, really, because, you know, I talked to a person earlier this week, you know, if Michigan was still coached by Brady Hoke, you know, would they have fell out of the top four? 
probably, but it's like they love Jim Harbaugh, so they want to get him in the playoffs. I mean, I just still go back to the fact that Louisville loses on the road to the number two, three, four team in the country. However, depending on which week to Clemson by six, they dropped four spots. Michigan just lost to an unranked five and four Iowa team and didn't drop one bit. I mean, so overall, Louisville's going to make the playoff only if they force their way in. I mean, and where the committee absolutely 100% just has to put them in because they obviously do not want to put um, Louisville in this thing. I mean, I don't know how else you can look at it. So going back to the game tonight, like I said, I just think Louisville has to make a statement tonight on prime time. I mean, they have to win big. You know, this is the this is the the absolute game because even you know, let's say the last game against Kentucky. You know, who knows what time that game is going to be yet? We'll find out uh, Sunday. But you know, I wouldn't expect some prime time game for Louisville, Kentucky, and it's probably going to be on like ESPN two or ESPNU. So this is going to be the last type of game during the regular season where Louisville is actually in a primetime type setting game. And I think they just absolutely have to make a statement. And I do think, um, you know, just judging on the reaction of the players after the college football playoff rankings were released, a lot of them were upset and felt disrespected. I mean, going down the line, which that's a good thing about as far as if you can do it, a glass half full, that's a good thing as far as um, they have a chip on their shoulders being number five. So they're going to this Houston game. They're, you know, I think they're ready to prove uh, themselves again, and uh, they feel disrespected. So, I mean, it's not the worst, you know, thing for for the football team as far as the mindset to be in. Uh, so hopefully they do translate that all over to the field, come out focused, and ready to go, on which I think they will. Um, but, again, we can't, and I don't think, obviously I don't think they take them lightly. Houston won at Louisville um, last year, and they know they're capable of winning that game. So just uh, before I go any further, I'm going to kind of give a little background of following this podcast and how you can follow me on Twitter and just want to say thanks. Hey guys, just wanted to say thanks for following along or listening to this podcast. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Joel Schaefer2. Uh, also, you can follow the podcast on the website, which is blogtalk.com backslash Joel's Sports and Life Thoughts. Uh, again, just want to thank anybody uh, that happens to follow along and listen to the podcast that I put out there. Thanks so much. All right, guys, back again. Um, again, huge game, game day, Louisville at Houston, 8 p.m., ESPN. Um, so let's see what we can do. I mean, uh, overall, I think Louisville does come out fast and focused. Um, I think it ends up being a pretty tight game, maybe through the first quarter or so. But um, I just think Louisville comes out and does make that statement that uh, I'm talking about. Um, I think they kind of pull away maybe at the end. I think Lamar Jackson just solidifies even more 
his uh his Heisman campaign and um I'm I'm pretty excited to watch the game tonight. You know, the one thing like I said in a previous podcast this week is that the one thing I look at that Wake Forest game as well as being good is that Louisville showed they could win games without Lamar Jackson having his best effort. I mean, the defense stepped up huge, and Brandon Ratcliffe had an awesome game with three touchdowns. You know, so, you know, one other point I will make about, you know, these people on the SEC network, that Booger McFarland, I mean, the guy doesn't even watch football. I mean, how can you watch football and say, well, Louisville's just Lamar Jackson? I mean, try to do some research and try to be somewhat okay at your job because this Louisville team is more than Lamar Jackson. I think they proved that even more so this past Saturday. I mean, Louisville's had a top 25 defense, like I said, the last five, six, seven years. I mean, they got a top 10 defense this year. Um, You know, so, I mean, these people, they have their own narrative. They try to shape their own narrative to teams they want and teams they want to discredit. You know, obviously these SEC network guys, Paul Feinbaum and uh, Booger McFarland, I mean, that says it all right there. I mean, these guys just have their own narrative they want to shape. I mean, they don't want Louisville absolutely in this playoff, it seems, because maybe they think, you know, this this Louisville team would have a shot to take down their Cinderella Bama. You know, I don't know what the case is, but they do seem to have some kind of, um, you know, hate. I don't know, hate's a strong word, but dislike for Louisville. I don't know if it's a Petrino thing or what it is, but they just seem to discredit everything Louisville does. Uh, And these people don't even seem to do any research uh, whatsoever. You know, I think I saw an article where Berger McFarland said, well, I have people that scouts, you know, tell me and blah, blah, blah. Well, do you actually watch the game? (laughs) Do you actually watch any Louisville games? Have you ever watched any Louisville games? Because to me, the guy's comments make it seem like he doesn't watch any Louisville games. So it's just uninformed stuff. I mean, and the thing is, what sucks or stinks for Louisville is that these people, you know, listen to these people around the country, listen to these people and think they know what they're talking about. When, when in essence, it seems they have no idea what they're talking about. So like I said, it is what it is right now. All we can do, and I say we like I'm on the team, obviously I'm not, but all Louisville can do and the team can do is just come out, take care of business. I think these next two weeks, uh, starting tonight and then next Saturday, they need to win big and make statement games and then kind of just see how things fall. I mean, there's there's still a lot of stuff that can happen. So let's get ready for tonight and go Cards. And, again, Joel, uh, coming to you from Jacksonville, you can follow this podcast at blogtalkradio.com backslash Joel's, J-O-E-L-S, sports.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at Joel Schaefer 2 So I'd appreciate if you do follow along, take a listen, uh, call in anytime. You want to talk about anything or any of the subjects on the podcast, the call-in number is 646-787-8157. Always look forward to good discussions and talking about different topics. Uh, I do talk sports mostly, but some some of the topics are just other life-type stuff. Um, So I would appreciate if you do call in and and take a listen and, and talk about some of the podcasts I put out there. 
Again, go cards. I'll recap after tonight's game. Probably put something up tomorrow. Until then, have a good rest of the day, and let's get ready for tonight. change.